0: Hello everyone, I'm Fraser and this is Mum Says It's My Turn. Welcome back to another episode. I'm here with Winnie again, who is awake for a change. Winnie, do you want to say anything? Fascinating. Yes, if you hear heavy breathing at any point during this episode, it could be that I'm just very excited to be here. It could also be that Winnie is sitting right next to me, breathing into the microphone. And in the last episode, I talked about some highlights from 2023. And 2024 is shaping up to be a good year, honestly. Some exciting things on the horizon. I mentioned last episode that my movie experiences ended on kind of a bum note in 2023 with the newest Hunger Games movie, A Ballad of Losers and Crybabies. I'm pleased to say, though, that 2023 was actually saved with a a last-minute contender, which I actually have only just watched, uh, in Saltburn. If you haven't yet seen Saltburn, you've almost certainly heard of it at this point. It's generated quite the hullabaloo, and no wonder, honestly, it's quite probably the wildest movie I've seen in a while. I think because of this and perhaps because of how severely dry some of the humour is, Um, it's been a little polarising. I personally found it extremely funny. I laughed out loud all the way through, uh, especially at some of Rosamund Pike's deliveries. She seemed to be playing a character that I know. (laughs) I feel like I know this woman. Barry Keoghan also cements himself as one of the most committed actors of his generation. He... Really puts a lot on the line for this movie and portrays a very complex character, I think, in a really compelling way. Slurping up bathwater and dancing around naked as a newborn. It's fair to say there's not a lot that he didn't do in this film. Funnily enough, I actually saw in an interview with him recently, he said the scene he was most nervous about filming was the karaoke scene which if you've seen Saltburn, you know it's pretty hilarious that that's what he was most (laughs) nervous about. All in all, it's just a great looking film. Lots of fun, kind of gross sometimes, honestly. Completely bizarre, but also strangely very relatable. It's a movie I really want to watch again, honestly, as I get the impression that there's maybe more going on, more to unravel than perhaps it initially seems with the surface level story arc. But as I say, that's not actually a 2024 movie. So what is coming down the line? So the big one for me, the thing I'm probably most excited about in 2024 is Dune Part 2, the second installment of the Dune saga. So anyone following the release of this movie will know that it was actually slated to be released in November of 2023, but was postponed and is now coming to cinemas on March 1st, which is exciting, but I wish they hadn't delayed it. It's directed by Denis Villeneuve, who is such a great director, and I'm, I've am i been a big fan of Denis Villeneuve for a little while. I think all of his movies are just like very brooding and and have such a great atmosphere about them, and I think probably... June is like the greatest example of a Denis Villeneuve movie. It had such a cool vibe, so moody, so like well done, so highly produced. It's got an absolute mega cast with Timothy Chalamet, Rebecca Ferguson, Zendaya, Josh Brolin, Stellan Skarsgård, Bautista, Javier Bardem. They're all returning. They're all reprising their roles in the second one Um, with the addition of Austin Butler, Florence Pugh, Christopher Walken, uh, and Leah Sado all joining the lineup. So, like I say, an absolutely stacked cast. They have released some behind-the-scenes footage as well, which uh, is really cool to see. All in all, I think it looks like it's going to be an amazing movie. The trailers have all been sick. And one thing I like about, about the first Dune movie, and, and this and hopefully part two as well, is that you know, you've got Hans Zimmer doing the score. You've got Greg Fraser doing the cinematography. It's like every single piece of the puzzle is like people who are basically like the best in their field. And I think that's that's one thing I like about uh, I liked about June is not just that it was, you know, a great story told really well. But actually, as as far as cinema goes, it's it's really the sum of all of its parts and all of its parts are you know, amazing. Honestly, I, I'm not even worried about this one. I already know it's going to be good. Next on my list is Gladiator 2. Now I am a little more nervous about this one. So I I got Gladiator 1 on VHS for something like my ninth or 10th birthday or something like that. Um, And it's the kind of movie that I watched like every Friday evening. I always get told off by people that I watch that movie with now because I tend to recite it word for word as I'm watching it, which is, you know, everyone's favorite thing. But I feel very strongly about the first gladiator movie. I think it's, it's definitely up. There must be one of my top five films. It must be. So Connie Nielsen and Derek Jacoby are reprising their roles as, uh, Lucilla and Senator Dracus respectively uh, with the new addition of Denzel Washington, Pedro Pascal, and Paul Mezcal, uh, who is going to be playing the now adult Lucius. So an amazing, um, you know, few additions to the lineup there. I did wonder, so uh, Lucius was the character, the young nephew of Joaquin Phoenix's character um, in the first Gladiator movie. And I wondered if they had considered casting the original actor of Lucius again, um, young fellow called Spencer Treat Clark. And the reason I mention it is because when they made the movie Glass by M. Night Shyamalan, they actually had him reprise the role uh, of Bruce Willis's son in that film. So anyway, fun little aside. But they haven't. They've got Paul Mezcal instead, who is a great actor. So I think he'll do a smashing job. Uh, the thing I'm most nervous about when looking at the cast list for the new gladiator movie is the fact that Matt Lucas is in it. That's not, I don't want to be too disparaging, but it's not a great sign. However, Omar Jalili was in the first gladiator movie and he absolutely killed his role. So I'm not, I'm not against putting comedians in dramatic films, but it does make me slightly nervous. So anyway, I'm nervous about gladiator two, but if it's good, I'll be so excited. And I'm kind of excited for it anyway. So fingers crossed for that one. It comes out in November this year. Another movie I'm excited for, uh, a prequel this time, is Furiosa, which is a prequel to the recent-ish Mad Max remake, which I really enjoyed. I thought the the Mad Max movie was, was a lot of fun. It was exactly what it was trying to be, I think, which was kind of an adrenaline-fueled, Rampage in the Australian Outback, um, which it did very well. Anya Taylor-Joy will be playing a young Furiosa, who was originally played by Charlize Theron in the Mad Max movie. And Chris Hemsworth is going to be in it. I don't know if if you've seen the trailer. You might not even know it's Chris Hemsworth, actually. He's playing a character called Dementus. Um, And based on what I have seen from the trailer, it looks like he's had a lot of fun with that role. All in all, I think it's going to be probably similar to the Mad Max movie and that it will just be kind of mindless fun. Um, It is directed by George Miller again, so I feel pretty strongly that that will be a good one. That's currently scheduled to be released at the end of May. The Joker sequel is also due to come out this year. Currently slated for an October release, the big news there is that lady gaga is joining joaquin phoenix as harley quinn which is an interesting one lady gaga so i i thought she was pretty good in house of gucci if you've seen that she plays her character in that really well i i personally didn't like her performance in a star is born i know some people did so i'm kind of i have a mixed opinion of lady gaga in movies i'm I'm hoping it'll be great i think it could be a really interesting character for her to play, so it'll be interesting to see how she does. In addition to Lady Gaga, Brendan Gleeson and Catherine Keener are joining the cast, both of whom are amazing. It is interesting that they're even making a sequel to the Joker movie as the director, Todd Phillips, for the longest time, was super adamant that it was just going to be a standalone film. So interesting that they 180'd on that and decided to make uh, a sequel. That's probably I'm think racking my brain now. That's probably the only comic book movie that I'm like excited for in 2024. I think it's fair to say that the Marvel Cinematic Universe has kind of fallen off a cliff recently. And, you know, don't get me wrong. I've definitely enjoyed my fair share of superhero movies. I I even went to a midnight screening of Endgame and ate it up. Um, but it does feel like they've lost their way a little bit recently. Again, coming back to what I said in the last episode, potentially coming back to a, a bit of a lack of creativity and quality writing, or potentially just superhero fatigue. I think maybe there is an element of that, but then it's not like no superhero movies have come out in the last 24 months that haven't been amazing films. I really liked the second... um Spider-Man animated movie. I really liked the the Batman with Robert Pattinson. You know, it's not like there haven't been good superhero movies in there. Honestly, I think potentially the superhero fatigue is coming from within. And the guys at Marvel are just like, ah, where do we go? What do we do? I don't know. Deadpool 3 could be good. I really like Deadpool 1. Deadpool 2 was pretty good as well. I'm always excited to see Hugh Jackman play Wolverine. So... I'll I'll probably go see it just for that, to be honest. Uh, Oh, Civil War looks really good. Um, You might have seen a trailer for that. It's an A24 release coming in April this year. It's got Jesse Plemons and Kirsten Dunst teaming up again, Uh, also Nick Offerman. It looks really, really intriguing. It's written and directed by Alex Garland, who most notably wrote and directed Ex Machina, which is an amazing movie. I also found out while I was looking into this that he wrote 28 Days Later, which I didn't know, and also Dread, which I wasn't aware of, which is such an underrated movie, in my opinion. So like I say, uh, Civil War comes out in in April. I think that's going to be a really cool movie. It's a movie about an escalating civil war and a group of journalists that are traveling across the United States whilst this civil war is happening which I think could be, you know, an interesting movie. So looking through, just looking through the the list of upcoming releases, there's actually a few few smaller movies that I'm also keen to see. I'm not going to mention them all, but for example, The Book of Clarence has just come out, and I really want to see that one. It has one of my favourite actors in it, Lakeith Stanfield, who um, you probably know. The first thing I remember seeing him in is he's the guy that shouts, get out in the movie, get out. Um, He's been in a bunch of movies since then. Sorry to Bother You was great. Uncut Gems, Knives Out. He plays uh, one of the lieutenants in that. uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. And recently he also played the lead in Disney's Haunted Mansion, which wasn't great, but he was great. So from what I can understand from the trailer, it's set at the time of Jesus and seems to follow a sort of down-on-his-luck man who attempts to pass as a miracle-working messiah of his own uh, in an effort to get himself out of debt. So that looks really fun. I'm definitely excited to see that. So lots of good movies coming down the pipeline. I think, like I mentioned in the last episode, 2023, there was still a few things kind of slowing productions down a little bit. Um, this year it feels like things are, are really ramping up a bit more and there's there's lots of good-looking movies coming out. So fingers crossed they're all great. What about video games? Well, let's have a little look-see. So one game I'm really excited for is Hades 2. Hades 1, if you didn't play it, I'm pretty sure it was an independent release that then went on to win a bunch of awards. It's a roguelike that was released in 2020. It was critically and commercially very, very successful, given that it was uh, a game that was released by a, you know, a smaller studio. It's based on Greek mythology. You play Zagreus, the son of Hades, Lord of the Underworld, and you're basically attempting to escape from the underworld. And the story kind of plays out. So like all roguelikes, you basically enter the, in quotes, dungeon dungeon and play through as far as you can get and then when you die, you return to the sort of central hub and start all over again. And the story kind of plays out across multiple attempts at escape um, and beyond. So it kind of unfurls the, the plot in a very, very satisfying way. There's tons of characters, tons of voice acting. It's just a really well made and super enjoyable game. Um, plus the gameplay is super addictive. Very easy to pick up. And in 2022, they announced that they were releasing uh, a sequel, which is going to be also based on Greek mythology, but you play one of Hades's other children. So the developers behind it, Supergiant Games, have promised that the sequel will be bigger and better. So I feel like if they can make a similar game, but just make it bigger and better, um, I'm going to be happy. It remains to be seen whether it will be possible to try and romance uh, a floating Medusa head. Um, But fingers crossed for that one. Definitely on the subject of sequels to games that I loved. I know I won't be alone in hoping that 2024 finally gives us silksong, which is a sequel to the amazing hollow Knight. Hollow Knight was released way back when I think uh, in 2017, um, in Hollow Knight, you play as a bug, another bug game. You start the game not really knowing who you are or where you are. And the as the game plays out, you enter a world that you don't really know anything about. You don't even know where you're going. Uh, and you're basically in the middle of some kind of bug zombie apocalypse. Um, it's a Metroidvania. So it's 2D, massive map and you you know you kind of spend 20 30 hours exploring all of the secrets and uh it was just a very beautiful game amazing soundtrack amazing art style really really interesting story um with multiple endings based on you know various things that you uncover so it has a lot of replayability i i absolutely adored playing this game so When they announced that they were making a sequel, I was obviously very, very excited. Now, it has been delayed a number of times. The sequel was originally announced in 2019, but honestly, I do not mind delays. I like my games to be complete and amazing upon release, even if it means waiting through a few delays. Take note, other developers. If you have played Hollow Knight, you'll probably remember a character called Hornet who is going to be... Uh, the the playable character in Silksong. It was originally intended to just be uh, DLC for the first game, but has since metamorphosed into its own game. And yes, that was a terrible bug joke. Next on my list. Now, I've been burned by Star Wars on the big and little screen in recent years, but I'm hoping that the video games department can make up for it with Outlaws. Now, I grew up, probably like a lot of you, playing some amazing Star Wars games. To name a few, Jedi Power Battles, Knights of the Old Republic, Bounty Hunter, Racer's Revenge, and of course, The GOAT, Battlefront 2. So I'm hoping that Outlaws will also be a banger. It's being developed by Ubisoft, who, among other things, developed the Assassin's Creed games. And Outlaws is going to be an open world RPG set within the Star Wars universe. So from what I've seen so far, it it seems like it could be a dream come true game. But as I mentioned, you know, we've we've been a bit let down by Lucasfilm in recent years, so I'm not getting my hopes too high. One way or another, we'll find out when that game drops in late 2024. I'm also excited to see what the smaller and independent studios turn out this year. I have a pretty broad taste in games and there are obviously just too many to mention coming in 2024. I will make an effort to try and shout out as many as I can. um, Any especially that I think are of note, I'm sure there will be plenty. And by the way, if there are any games that you're interested in, Uh, and you want someone else to give them a go first, then you just let me know, and I will be more than happy to do that for you. Finally, I think there's some good TV coming down the line. The Fallout Show is a big one that I'm interested to see. Um, I'm watching True Detective at the moment, which has gotten off to a good start, and obviously we love Jodie Foster. Masters of the Air is a big one. Um, If you've seen Band of Brothers, which is, by the way, probably my favorite TV show ever made. It's by the people that were behind that and the follow-on series, The Pacific. I think The Pacific just kind of didn't quite capture, you know, the charm of Band of Brothers. I I think Band of Brothers was just so, so good, Um, which is kind of unfair, right? To compare every new TV show or every new season of a TV show to the stuff that came before it, I think... You know, I just mentioned True Detective is probably another example of uh, a show that's always been compared to its you know best first season. But um, this is their latest series. It's called Masters of the Air, and it basically follows members of the Air Force during, during World War Two. It's got Austin Butler in it, among a few others. So I feel like it could be good. It, it, the trailer for it looks cool. It's obviously a bit more Top Gun-esque because it's, you know, it's Air Force. Either way, that's coming out really, really soon. It may have already come out by the time this episode airs. So yeah, we'll have to check that out. The Penguin is coming out this year. I've really enjoyed the uh, R. Pat's Batman. And Colin Farrell is obviously an absolute beast in that as the Penguin. So it should be cool to see a TV show based on that character. So those are just some of my highlights that I'm I'm looking forward to this year obviously there's there's too much to mention in one episode of good things that I think are coming down the pipeline I will endeavor to talk about more things in future episodes um and let me know what you're looking forward to and if there's something that you feel is criminally missed off of this list then do let me know and this is as good a time as any to mention The uh, Instagram, Mum Says It's My Turn. You can follow the podcast there. And as always, hit subscribe. Bye.